guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the Ali Show, and today we have another special guest, uh, Will Slingsby. So he's a one half of the very famous uh, <laughs> Instagram oh. show. Show, and I, I don't want to say Instagram show, but a series, man. I think they're, they're better, you know, uh, with his partner in crime, Mr. Tim Provise, with, mm-hmm. with, who we've also had on the uh, podcast previously. Um, so yeah, the other half of uh, the bakery runs. And yep. you also run your own um, film production company. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Um, titled Off the Ground. Off the Ground, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, um, our kind of flagship series at the moment is Bakery Runs. Um, and I'm not going to lie, when we first started it, yo, we didn't think it was going to get to the point. Bro, it, did, it but, exploded, man. Like, yeah. um, bro, how did, okay, this is, you know, that's so, you know, bakery, to me, I think it's really cool. You know, uh, the whole bakery run thing, the whole series thing that you guys are doing. I have loads of respect for that. And, you know, I appreciate what you guys do. But, man, how did that whole idea come about, bro? Like, oh, shit. Um, so, I've known Tim for oh, ages. It's got to be almost 10 years mm-hmm. plus, right? Um, and that was from way back through, you know, playing online games and all that goodness. You know, Street Fighter was our jam. I always beat him. He's going to say different, but <laughs> take my word for it. Um, yeah, so I've not known Tim for quite a while. And then uh, I think off the back of the first lockdown, um, Tim threw out on his social media um, uh, a 16 like pie flavor bracket, you know, like round one, uh, mince versus a sausage roll vote. Because you know how on Twitter you can put the poll. Mm. So he'd do up, he'd do the matchup, and then he'd put a, a poll in it and get people voting, and then the winner would move on until he found a winner. Right? Can't remember who won that. It's probably the steak and cheese because you know that's yeah, the ultimate a staple. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he did that, and then between him and I, we just always had that running thing of like, we should do this, we should do this. Um. And then lockdown hit. Um. I spent two years at TVNZ working there. Unfortunately, my contract wasn't renewed because of COVID, is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, instead of kind of moping around that, you know, I lost the job yep. there, creating content, doing mm-hmm. doing what I was doing there. I just, you know, registered a company, um, double downed on myself, mm-hmm. got some gear, um, extra gear, and we just started shooting bakery, yep. bakery runs. We sorry, went to- Sorry, just to interrupt you there. Um, so w- what were you doing at TVNZ, bro? Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at The Ali Channel. We'll see you soon, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. TVNZ I was working with, um, it's a small group within TVNZ called Renews. Um, so what their kind of thing is, is at their demographic, they're aiming between uh, 16 to 24, you know, that golden demographic that's all around social media, um, consuming their news on social media and all that type of stuff. So they're based uh, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the social media platforms you would be. Mm. 
um, and they produce um, just videos around alternate news, things you wouldn't see on the six o'clock, right? So if you went to re-news, you're probably going to see um, short documentary pieces about the LGBT community, um, minorities, and all that type of stuff. Um, kind of the voices you don't hear elsewhere. Mm. Um, so I was in that team, and I was actually producing um, gaming content for them and helping other people in the team shooting their videos or helping wherever I needed to be, right? Um, yeah, so I was doing that for close to two years. Um and then COVID hit. Like quite yeah. a lot of people didn't mm. get their contracts renewed. Gotta do what you gotta do. Um and that kind of sucks because like it did. Yep. Because there's no, you know, contract based technically, like anybody can let you go because they say like, yeah. you know, contracts come to an end. Yeah. You know, legally. Later. <laughs> yeah. You know. And saying that though, it wasn't like a hard kick out the door. Mm, mm. Um at TVNZ, when COVID kicked in, they restructured the whole business. They got rid of people across the board and uh, marketing, advertising. Um, I think a lot of the higher-ups, execs and all that took pay cuts. Um, restructured everyone right through, top to bottom. Um, so it's not like I didn't see it coming. I, I was the only contractor in on that team. Mm. You know, COVID's starting to hit. You see people yeah. in other jobs starting to get striked. It's I read between the lines. So mm. I... I just made sure there were things in place as a safeguard, which ultimately um, was my current boss just needing someone. He just picked me up off the back of, I think I, I think I was jobless for like two days, in the midst of COVID. Yeah. So like I can't complain yeah. one bit. Right? Two days, yeah, that's not yeah. too bad, eh? <laughs> I'm, you'll never catch me complaining. Mm. So, um, yeah, we, yeah, I got a new job. Um, it's based in and around like marketing advertising right now with a bunch of tech brands and gaming teams and all that um, but then yeah I was talking to Tim and I just decided to, yeah, to register my production company invest into myself get um, the lighting a couple of other pieces mics all that stuff to shoot what is the bakery runs mm. and potentially when I get around to it and find time other production whether it's in it's food-based, music-based, um, music videos, all that stuff. Like, I just want to start smashing it out. Um, because before I registered this company, I was free, and I was at TVNZ, I was freelance for about two years, two and a half years. And uh, freelance life, I don't think is for me. It's hard, man. It's, it's real hard, hard, bro. I know um, what you mean. It's I real know what hard. you mean. It's, I think that's the other thing as well. Like, as a, a freelance contractor, you know, in, in you know, we talk about in general across different industries, like you might be able to get more money, but the job consistency, you know, it's kind of like a gamble. Yeah, I mean, one week you can just be busy Monday to Friday, sixteen hour days, back to back to back to back, um, and then it kind of dries up week two and then it comes in waves. That's from my experience. Mm. Maybe I just wasn't capitalizing in certain areas. Um, but I like having that security. So like I'd, I, I'll happily have a nine to five and then when it snaps, um, the day ends at five with the 40 hour work week, I'll easily pivot and snap into my own projects that I have out of it with ease. Like I, I've just 
worked from nine to five and then five to like 12. I can do that constantly. Just as long as I'm working on projects that fuels the creative side. So right now, um, I shot two music videos pretty much back to back with two different artists. And the thing there, what I'm gaining out of those two is that they're both one take music videos. They're just from start to finish, one constant take. But Ooh. that's what I'm saying. It's fueling that creative kind of side is that I've never done a one take before. Yeah. Let's experiment. Okay. We found someone that wants to get on board. Um, and Man, that must yeah, not be on. easy. For, nah, for nah, a music not, video, a one take. Bro. It's, it's, it's something. Like, um, so how, okay, walk, walk me through how that whole process is like for music video. Because I, I don't know. I've never experienced like how do you shoot a music video you know like just a, what a music video in general yeah just so um i'll throw it out here maybe <laughs> i i do a lot of things unconventional i yeah. do like going off the beaten path i even if i know i can just do what traditionally what you do in certain things i'll just go over here i'll just do my own thing just do yeah, yeah. um do it your own way so yeah. what i do is i generally just do um before obviously the recording day you just sit down with the artist face-to-face one-on-one um you talk over the song kind of the vibe what their vision is for it and then i throw out my vision and then we see where we meet and then we just bounce back and forth like um for instance the one take i shot recently i threw out the idea of doing it one take the artist was thinking oh yeah that's cool um and then he presented the environment that we're shooting and i was like cool that sounds good let hit like i'll break it down to the tech side so um the recent one it starts off with him in a chair and he's writing his lyrics in the book and then he gets up and then he hands it off to his mate that's in this um living room world and then he's just vibing reading the lyrics and he's like yo daps him up and then he exits the scene while the camera's tracking him and he goes into another scene it's a kitchen scene with his other two mates they're at the kitchen table having food he passes the book to them and then he grabs something to eat and then he starts performing and then he's walking towards the camera he's performing he does a change into a, a new um, set of clothes yeah. outfit and then he rushes towards the camera i turn around and he's on a studio well-lit backdrop performing so okay. that's all one take so wow. that may sound easy but Man. where he started at the start of the song is where his wardrobe is and he does the change. So we needed people to move the move first the set while we were recording Damn. these little worlds. Okay. And then I'm backing towards an open space and he changes and then I pivot and turn into the studio and he performs. That's a one minute, 30 second one take. And the crazy thing is, and this is what I'm saying, like I do these things for obviously like the creative side, but you learn so much. So at the end of that shoot, I learned how the set changes happen, how many people you need to make those set changes happen. Everyone needs to be on the same vibe and understand the end vision and um, all the little detail that you might see on a second or third watch. Uh, you can plan them, but a lot of the ones in the two one takes I have shot recently are made up on the spot. Like the oh. artist performing might might suggest, yo, what do you think I if I, you know, put on these sunglasses at this point and then dap up my mate that walks past or something? Cool. That's just extra detail we didn't really initially plan. 
Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like maybe people out there that have done, you know, the traditional one take, they might plan those little details, details and intricacies yeah. that you might see in the video. I feel just it's more natural and easier on the day to figure it out. And that that's what I mean. Like that might be a bit untraditional. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the end goal. Once you so, all get to the end goal, it doesn't so for matter. Like, um, for like the production like that, how many guys? How many guys were there to do this whole thing? Um, so we had four extras, um, two in each world. Mm-hmm. Um, the performer, so that's five, and then the per- the two guys changing the set were also kind of like lighting crew and playback, mm-hmm. and then there's me on the camera. So that's three, five, six, seven, eight. That's a small crew as well. Yeah. That is yeah, a small. I, I would group. imagine usually it'd be like you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen yeah. people maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I yeah from, I don't know if it's different with everyone else, but I'm going to assume if you have a New Zealand on air funded music video, mm-hmm. you have that budget for those bigger crews, which means uh, access to bigger and better gear through rental companies, and then you can kind of just upscale the idea. You can go wait, off so, location and all so, that. So so there's a the budget there's a budget actually provided by NZ on air yeah so okay wait, wait, wait. Man, you gotta, you <laughs> gotta, gotta so, okay it so so what's uh what, what is i'm not too sure what is nz on air uh, uh new zealand on air i'm pretty sure it's just covers television i think it might just be tv because so, you have so what, what is this organization like what did he what did he so I can only really speak on it from the music mm. side. Um, I think every two or three months, there's a pool of money that goes out. And I think it's broken down into new music um, up to 10 grand or a music video up to five. Mm. Don't quote me yeah. on any of these, but I'm there's, pretty sure yeah. it works to those. Oh, so they, are they a private government or like a private organization you Oh, I, don't think, I think they're like the official okay so like they help to fund um music new this, music projects for artists yeah for and artists and music videos I'm to give them like sure a, a, a bit of a help uh a helping hand yeah um i also them. think a big part to that is i don't think they give the lump sum of five thousand yeah, dollars yeah. to the artist i think it's it's probably like three or four or mm-hmm. the artist makes up a certain percent mm-hmm. just to show like yeah, like you, your commitments yeah. there. We're not going to give you the lump sum. Mm, just to um, do it, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it, how it works. I'm not an artist, yeah. and I've yeah. only done one NZ on air mm. music video. Um, but that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, you know, there is um, some help, some funding to get... Oh, for sure. You know, to like, get, give them a bit of a kickstart. Yeah, no, I think there's barely any funding in Australia. Ooh. Like, I think mm. over in Aussie, I think you're just like, just it's like a cold boot to the butt like if you make it you make it cool otherwise uh, i'm pretty sure that was the case i remember my brother telling me at one point that um there was there was stuff all funding might have changed by now not too sure um but yeah the nz on air also does stuff with the film commission i believe so it's just all these kind of pools of money that people can pull from um nz on air or whoever's putting it out but they they theme some of them. So one round. Um, What's the catch, though? Is there, has there got to be like some some sort of catch, bro? You know, like no. I mean, from who I've worked with and what I know is you pretty much just have to show, you know, the paper trail of 
where it went. Okay. Right? I, I'm going to assume there's artists that have just done runners, mm. maybe, and they just get blacklisted or something. But it's generally going to be for the benefit of the artist to produce the music video because five grand is a lot of money. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it is. You know, but, you know, like there's going to be budgets. You know, oh, bigger and better budgets, you can just do much more. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. To me, five grand. I mean, grand's talking a lot. about. Talking about gear and all that, like we were just have we were on a conversation, you know, we were talking about camera gear, cinema camera gear, and like lighting, this, that, whatnot. Like, bro, those those stuff are, you know, they're not cheap. And we were we were just going through like rental, rental prices of like you know all of, all of that stuff. Like those already cost a lot of money, and we yeah. haven't even talked about like manpower. You know, like having yeah. a crew of like, man, you talk about having a crew of like fifth, okay, ten guys, for example. These people got to be paid. Yeah. You know, like, okay, let's say, I don't know how much they expect to be paid. Like, let's say you just give a hundred bucks per person, for example, you know, like that's a grand at least gone. Yeah. Just for these people to, and it's not a grand, like, you know, people don't, these days, you know. Yeah. It's like the way I operate is if I'm doing a video I want to make sure I benefit from it one way or another. I'm not just mm-hmm. going to do a video for the sake of doing a video. I say that, but then if someone came to me and was like, we have a hundred grand for you to shoot this, I'm going to say yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I'm going to say yeah. But what I mean by that is like, obviously, bro. <laughs> the whether it's the concept or the way it's shot, I always need it to progress my skill set, right? You always need to learn from what you did before, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so like, to throw it back to those one takes, right? That was a huge challenge. I learned a lot, but I'm not going to do, I'm not just going to keep doing one takes, you know, like they're going to get easier as you go because you're doing it more often and you're learning as you go. So whatever's next, I'm going to pursue. Maybe it's like a, I don't know, like a, a, a miniature you know how they do the little miniature models mm. and like have a zoom zoom lens right yeah, on. Maybe it's a that, music video that, like that. Is that that probe? Is that a probe lens? I don't know what they are. Oh yeah, the real like thin, yeah, kind thin of lines. long ones. Those can, are pretty cool, man. Are I, pretty I think cool. um a lot of food shoots. Yeah, I, I, use those. I, I watched uh, that one on Peter McKinnon. Um, I know the one. Yeah, he's a real famous photographer yeah. from uh, Canada. I think I, bro, I, I, I when I first like started looking. Um, at like a lot of these photographers, videographers and shit. I think Peter McKinnon was one of them. Like yep. I enjoyed watching his stuff, bro. And he's like he's a real creative guy. Um, you know the the videos that he does and like, and he's doing really well. You know, but he's, I think, like uh, you know, just what I liked about him was how he he was real creative and he didn't follow what everybody else was doing. You know, like yeah, like. People, I'd say people that are kind of made it like that, they're, they're actually about being a creative for the sake of being a creative. The I won't ever like shit on anyone that like attempts to be creative because like I reckon like that's the coolest shit you can do is like, uh, I don't know, rip a page out of a book and like origami something and you've got now, you now have art, right? But it's hard to kind of, pull away from the pool and become one of the guys, so to speak, when everyone's shooting video content on their phones, their Canon 60Ds, their their A7S2s, and just throwing it out there. You're not going to get too much difference from like 
person one on his phone to 60d user because they're just shooting video like they're just shooting a family video or you know their guy running at the camera and then making them disappear in after effects or something like that so um people like peter is just like he's he was one of the first as well he's kind of first to market in a sense i think he's so big now he has his own brand nd filters yes like uh oh so i think i think it's uh, it might not be his own or signatures yes line? might not be his own brand like but i think his own line yeah from a like, uh it was a, it's a pretty big company bro his nd filters are they're not cheap i think no, when i last not. i saw them you know how there's an interesting one when you watch this is the other thing as well when you watch stuff on youtube and all that like your all your data your info is all tracked yeah. right and then you'll see ads like you know, yeah, tailored to. Yeah, tailored to. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think he. That was when I saw one of his ND filter ads popped up, and uh, I think, man, it was pretty expensive. Uh, might have been like two hundred, three hundred, or somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, they're pretty pricey. Yeah, and but that's the thing. Like when you have, when you have an audience that big and all around the world, and like you kind of build that trust with people, like. People yeah. trust you when you say yeah, it now. 100%. Like that's why I think it's very important. Um, like when when you are on a platform where you, you know, for example, like doing a podcast now. You know, like I, I try to be very careful about like what I promote and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Because you sure. don't, you know, you, if you start promoting stuff like that's crap, you know, like yeah, your brand yeah, quality comes down. Yeah, with it, it says right? no yeah. trust, bro. Yeah, yeah. So like you have to be really careful as well. I understand. And that's the other thing I talk to with a lot of people as well about like getting sponsors and, you know, just partnerships, affiliates and all that sort of stuff. Like I understand at the end of the day, you have to, you know, cover back your costs, monetize this, that, whatnot. But I think I like for me, man, I think that I have to be, well, I don't know about other people, but like for me, I like to know that people can trust me, you know, and I'm not just like pushing out shit just for the sake yeah, for of, sure. you know. It, well, it's funny you bring that up. Where, or myself, I'm in the position like that with bakery runs. I'm exactly in the same position. I'm not going to say Tim is has the opposite opinion or anything, but I don't want to be pushing said brand that's throwing a couple of free t-shirts at us all the time right yeah. like um it, it just yeah you don't i we know our worth and we now have to try turn it into something it's probably not even even going to recuperate the cost anywhere near close to mm. what it is it but takes, if you're going to involve yourself one, yeah. in brands it should be ones that just align with not only like your product but also like the way you think mm, exactly i i just don't even want to bring on a brand that just cheapens exactly yeah brand, i think right that's and i is. think that's you see this is one thing that um i understand like when sometimes certain you know uh people pop up on the internet podcast series or whatever you know people comedians or whatever like nobody really wants to jump on board and then once they see that you know oh this guy's getting a little bit of traction, people are paying attention, you know, they're getting noticed, then like, oh, we're going to send them some free stuff and this, that, whatnot. And like, 
you know i we you know i appreciate it like people who yeah, want to sure. you know but like if you expect so much you know like you know it doesn't really make sense yeah yeah i just i'm just not about that yeah, sort yeah, of no. thing right it's just um like i would much rather produce something with an organic following and then if your following is just organic and is actually the accurate numbers that you preach then you should have no problem community crowdsourcing it exactly or parts of it not not throwing out hey guys i need 400 bucks for rent this week or something no (laughs) it's like you you still have to present like foolproof plans right so for instance throw it out there if we were to crowdsource a season of bakery run we're giving you a full rundown from start to finish where all that money's gone right Mm. um and i kind of feel like we might be able to do parts part funded part fund a season maybe i'm just underestimating not following feel free to prove me wrong guys but um i'd much rather that over why would you just take all this free stuff you're not getting paid plain and simple right but then if you're going to a brand that you don't necessarily agree with i I probably wouldn't take their money either just because it you know it doesn't line up Mm. with what you're about yeah i think that's that's real important you've got to be true to like your identities as well you know and like you know i think that the thing with bakery run sorry you were asking me uh which was my favorite episode your favorite um man i i to be honest like i enjoy it all like um everybody just brings you know each a different guest brings something different i think the one that was really quite catchy the recent one was would be the one with terrell uh, yeah, yeah, that one's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, I enjoy that one, man. And like the the lady who, man, the lady who popped out of nowhere. Cause was that planned or was that unplanned, oh, bro? Yo, um, <laughs> that where was, did she come from? That man? was not planned. Like there are so many moments when we're filming this, just people hang. No lie, hanging mm. out van windows, yelling at Tim, "Hey, bakery runs, hey!" Or that mid recording, like. It, and that is cool as shit to yeah. see. Like, mm. when I see that, I'm like, well, we must be doing something right, yeah. right? Um, People recognize. No fronting, though. Yeah. Uh, Tim's, you know, in front of the camera, he he can talk to anyone, any situation, from any background, this, yeah. this, and that, right? He, That's just his, his superpower. Yeah. That's yeah, what he was saying, yeah. He knows his shit. He knows he's good at it. Mm. I do give him a bit of shit from time to time, but no, he's fucking on with what? he does right and he should be able to flex that a little bit like he knows he's good and he produces a lot of content right i don't think anyone else comes close to producing his output from what i see yeah i obviously don't have eyes on everyone his output is insane man Um, the work rate of the man yeah so he's getting it done but um jumping back that uh older lady in yeah uh, the name's escaping me I should know it's considering I edited, but that is <laughs> not planned at all. No lie, we were filming Terrell and Tim straight to the camera, and then all of a sudden we hear this lady's voice. I think she said, can I come sit down with you? And then obviously those two jokers were like, of course, yeah, of course. why not, right? The funny thing is, um, what's in that episode, there's a lot more that was cut out. <laughs> like maybe maybe when we wrap the whole thing bakery runs up i can leak out the full interviews of mm. of, of that but 
it was pretty intense. It was it was pretty out there. But that was yeah, totally not planned um at all. And the cool thing is not being tied down to kind of a network or any of that sort of thing. Mm. We can do that. We can if we really wanted to be unfiltered on the language, we could, but we we're not, right? Mm. Like it leaks through here and there, but that's just you know, yeah. that's just tough. I think that that's the other thing with like language and content as well. Like, you know, you want to keep it no filters, but like mm. you as a I don't know, like I understand as well that there might be of different age groups who watch our yeah, stuff. Totally. And I just wanna like just let it be for everybody, you know, like Yeah, for sure. You know, and um the cool thing about bakery runs I think is that it's just found that kind of groove in in a sense like the actual outline of the show right you know we go to a bakery we always get the steak and cheese because we let's not front like the best flavor is steak and cheese and if your bakery can't do a good steak and cheese they're probably not going to do good other flavors mince and cheese mints uh, sausage rolls all that stuff so we always get a steak and cheese our second choice is always kind of like the weirder mm. flavors potato top um lamb chicken and cranberry all that type of stuff and then we get a sweet thing kind of trying to cover the board as much as possible um that is just and then reviewing it right like that's you could dated before us our first upload episode one you could go on youtube and find local versions very similar ish the difference is um with my background behind the camera i was just able to make it look tv show-esque um and appealing as well yeah it's just the the higher quality people are just gonna consume it um over you know shaky vertical cell phone footage of one guy filming a pie don't get me wrong there are people doing that well as well on tiktok Mm. and all the other platforms but um i think yeah paired with obviously tim in front of the camera it's just gone it's It's just it's the whole package you know um good quality video audio the personality yeah. person behind the camera getting the right angles you know like yeah, mixing it's, it up. it's just all it all comes yeah. together like but it is pretty crazy to look back on the two seasons and look at the guest line that we've had like obviously tim knows who he knows and he's been able to rope them in but then off the back of some of the people we've got in you know they've seen oh they shot with da 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 yeah, I'll get amongst because it's kind of like the credit. You got that cosign, yeah, sort of thing, right? Mm. So looking back on like um, the two seasons, the big one and Tim, I don't know why I just didn't think it was gonna spike us. I don't, I don't let even me guess. Ask. Is it the one with Joseph? Parker? Yes, yeah, <laughs> and like I, I just I don't know. I just, I was just in. I think it, there's a few things in the edit that I'm not entirely happy with, so mm. I kind of you know just kind of striked it out in my head but i shouldn't have because it's joseph parker like of course it's gonna spike right Mm. um and honestly everything you see in that episode is literally just the banter between the two like it is just that raw the laughs are real and i think that's what is appealing right i do also think what played into our favor was um off the back of lockdown we started this um not a lot of people were looking for uh we're kind of not struggling but want that kind of wholesome happy content 
because like off the back of lockdown, we just came out of a lockdown coronavirus. It was yeah, right. Man. It was. It was. It, it was, was pretty grim. Man. So I think that's kind of where we slotted in. You know, check out this guy having having banter with these guys over pies. It's a very New Zealander mm. thing. Um, like who doesn't like a good steak and cheese pie? Um, and yeah, it's kind of just yeah, all just rolled into itself and snowballed. And yeah, I think I, I think I I got to put it out there real quick. Season three. Yo, yo, you guys ain't seen nothing oh, yet. Season three whoa. is so oh. clean. Both from everyone involved. Yeah. Tim, myself on the camera, and the guest. It oh. is just on. So um, has, I'll guess uh, that up okay, till I die, a, by the way. A little bit of a lowdown. You don't have to release too much detail, but um, has the whole season three been like recorded or? Nah, it's... Yes. Part, the whole is... Nah, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Tim and I are not we this is the first time actually season three is the yeah. first time we had to shoot everything okay. the uh, the reason being um him and I are very we work mm. we just we love rapid pace like I've said to him multiple times and he agrees I don't think you'll find any two other people in a, in a creative duo that can match our pace and output I, and if you do find them send them our numbers because we want to work with them. It's that sort of buzz, right? So we just said to each other, in January, let's just get all eight episodes done um, and we'll go from there. We'll start planning season four, which we have shooting dates and we're going to start shooting season four soon without having released an episode of season three. But also the reason why we did that is because the guests we got, they're now busy. Like they'd be mm. unattainable to yeah. get um you'll see when we bring on the guest you'll see why they're busy now because the field's there and i don't want to mm. i don't want to yeah. make that don't too, much. But, um, too much information <laughs> it, yeah there's a there's a couple of factors to it but that's the first season we've done that generally we don't mm. um and in saying that that we shot all of season three uh yeah season three we still listen to the request mm. it's not like we've shut off mm. like here and there um we pick the one pick the recommendations that uh kind of fit the guests if they don't have one or you know we want to vibe out out south so we'll pick a south recommendation mm. and pair it with one that we have wanted to go to so that is a bit of a bit of a leak of information there S but we're three. still listening to people out there we know we need to go back to hong kong bakery we know <laughs> we need to go to callum's we know um we, we've got a long list yeah. and we're here for the long run season three set. so as as it um i understand it was a point uh you guys wanted to go to wellington was it so this is is this the one in okay maybe we don't go down to the specifics <laughs> is it in north island or season three is in the north island. okay yeah. it's in the north island all right are you yeah. guys planning to go down to like the south island and stuff like that or 100 oh, percent. there's um w between all the ideas we've thrown back and forth we've got full seasons planned out roughly right up to 10 wow yeah like it's and we've figured out kind of um i don't want to spoil it yeah. but there is season season four is a cool idea season five um and six are all pretty unique and it comes down it comes down in terms of like guests where mm. I don't know how to word it, but there is going to be a community based season. 
Okay. Um, oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, what I've said might sound like, oh, yeah, we've got these guests that are, you know, up here or any of that. But, like, we do, you know, reply to as many people as we can. Mm. We've honestly taken every recommendation and smashed it into a list. Like, that is, if we did every single bakery on that list, would be, it'd be like 40 seasons. Maybe we do forty seasons. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. It keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, yeah. Th- and that's the other thing as well. Like you know, um, just like replying to and like because sometimes it's it's a lot of work. You know, <laughs> you're already doing a lot of work and you receive like this whole uh, influx of um, people trying yeah, to. Dude, it's it, pretty wild. It's hard. It's hard to I, keep up. I will know? admit, like. Um, Everything I get involved in, like I was saying, is like I want to be learning a new skill set at the very least or bettering a said skill set. So like, yes, you are replying to a lot of people and I'm also doing parts of the social side. I didn't know any of that before Bakery Runs came along. Like I had to learn how, you know, you plug an ad into Facebook, how that all works, what the analytics are telling you, like what that actually means um, and getting a measurement of like what's working, what's not. That's what I learned off the back of bakery runs. Like that's in this day and age is pretty, pretty valuable. And then now going forward, say if there's any job in the future that has like you know you might get a little bit of a pay rise knowing the social media elements. I can put my hand up and say, I know how to run ads. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook ads, I think, Instagram ads. I think ads. there's a, there's like there's like programs and schools now, bro. Just to yeah, teach yeah. people how to <laughs> run ads, bro. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I don't think I'm like that deep but mm. yeah it's much more than but a new but a year yeah, ago. If, if you think about it like you know people there are people out there who really started like monetizing you know they learn mm. and then they'll conduct courses to teach people yep. how to do well that. the cool thing um with that with so we did a pop-up we did a pop-up store at pifey on yes. k road yeah, which that was the one. just the the idea alone that i was part of that and brought well, had a hand in bringing business to mm. a local small business. Um, that was just, dope, man. That's mind blowing mm. to me, to be honest. That's 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 definitely a top three highlight off the back of this. But what I was going to say is, um, after that, we sold out. So we did a smoke fish, a smoke trevally, um, potato top, and bacon and egg with me goring noodles. Me goring, yeah. And then we took um, their pifey, which is a biscuit cup. We put the coffee in, drink the coffee, eat the biscuit cup. We did a Cocoa Pops version. So chocolate milk in, Cocoa Pops on top, eat your Cocoa Pops out of it, yeah. eat the biscuit, right? Those were the three things we did. We served it up. The two flavors of pie sold out in 40 minutes. And then um, Lee had to go out the back and make more. Um, and then I can't remember how much that second batch took to sell out, but it, it sold out by the time we left. And the cool thing is... Um, we want to do another one this year towards the end of the year, but we're now thinking of like those vertical avenues of making money, mm. like ourselves. So like we we know we want to do merch. That's going to be one avenue. Um, do we put it in a place that's central to everyone and chuck a DJ in and then we just vibe out in the car park and just be, you know, in and around like what we love, right? The bakery, good tunes in the summer, right? Um, good music, all that type of stuff. So we're thinking about it on that level. Um, and that's also something 
that I've never had experience in. Um, I know Tim's sold a couple of merch items off the back of his personal brand, so he's he's very like well versed in that area. But um, yeah, this is all stuff that you know, like I said, always just learning going forward. I mean, that's all that off the back of you know, I pointed a camera at my mate eating three bakery items, and then I put it out on YouTube, and now we're sixteen episodes deep. And we're now thinking about stuff like that. Like, I never thought I'd be a part of that, which is I think, pretty damn cool. I think that's the other one with, like, doing all this stuff as well is, you know, with time, you'd want to have progression, you know. You'd yep. want to, um, I don't want to say, like, uh, I don't want to say move up or, you know, like, maybe that's not the right term, but uh, maybe branch out to doing different things or, yeah, you know, Um yeah, I like yeah. You know, merch would be a good one. Um, and I think you know one thing I wanted to talk about is like, um, you know, people expect now. Okay, once you start, <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> once you start putting out stuff like this online, you know, you create a following. You put out a series, you put out episodes and stuff like that. Now, people expect things, you know, they expect, yep. you know, I want, uh, uh, you know, I, I need this every week, I need this, um, you know, I want to see this and that and this and that. And <clears throat> then comes, you know, doing all this, you know, takes time, takes yep. money and this and that and whatnot. And one of the things that, you know, I wanted to talk about was, you know, how Tim was recently, you know, he was talking about this, this actually, like he makes a joke out of almost everything, you know, pretty much. Yeah. And, and that's just how it is. But the reality is people expect all these things, but like, you know, what, sometimes you, for a growing uh, brand personality or whatever, like they might need some help. And what I what I appreciate, bro, and I really respect, and he that he says, like you know, um, you know, he, he help me, like you know, if you want their stuff, you put, mm. you know, you, I'm yep. putting in, I'm putting in a hundred and one percent now, you know, and like you gotta you gotta pump in some fuel for me, you know, keep to help me go, because yep. that's the thing, like if you want someone to grow, and you know, okay. I put it to you this way, bro. Uh, maybe a huge celebrity, a singer, comes to town, goes into Spark Arena, you know, $150 a ticket, $120 a ticket or whatever, yeah. you know, like you'd pay $120 to go this see this person sing. Yeah. But now you're not going to pay for the guy from your neighborhood or from yeah. your town or whatever. Yeah, I get you yeah, you're I've not supporting he he's like he's you know this okay not say he but he she like is trying to do some stuff you don't, you're not supporting this person they run a they run a show they run an event like you're not putting in the support like mm. you know that and, you know you want to i want to say keep that same energy you know for sure but like the reality is we you know people are not doing that and even i think like okay for maybe i'd say oh this one i gotta be real careful how i say that um Okay, maybe one thing I see is like, you know, okay, we talked about a good, really good example, UFC boys, all right? The, uh, the, the UFC fighters in our country now, like 
everybody's, you know, it's it's great, you know, everybody support them, you know, the country is behind them, you know, you support them, you see them doing well and stuff like that. But one of the things that I, I feel that there is a lack of is before all these boys actually got there, hmm. they didn't have this, man. Where was yeah. that attention? Yeah. You know, you have our local boy now who's doing really well, is going hard. Where's that support, man? Like, yeah. Do you want to wait for someone to get into the big TV before we start, you know? I think, I just think that's, just to put it out there, I don't think that's it. That's never going to change. I mm. personally, the, what you've just stated, I operate the complete opposite to that. I would much rather go to the neck of the woods on Friday, see the three unknown local hip-hop artists coming up supporting a local local dude, right? Obviously, that's subjective. I can't go every Friday. Yeah. Every Saturday, <laughs> right? But I would much rather... I, I support local hip-hop more than I do, you know, your Kanye's, your Drake's, all that. I can't even tell you the last good Kanye song. I can't even tell you the last good Drake song. That's just me, right? But I can tell you uh, Diggy's latest release, Mellow Down's latest release, um, Team Dynamite's latest release. I just brought Team Dynamite's vinyl. It's 35 bucks. That's I'd happily give that 35 bucks to them when they also document the whole process and kind of the, the ups and downs they went through to get to that final product. I'll happily give you 35 bucks. Um, and saying that, that's just me. I don't expect that in return with anything I do. Mm. Or else you're kind of just in this weird mix of emotions, right? And you're just going up and down. Like you're kind of also questioning your output if you do that. So I don't expect that in return with anything I do. Um, but dude i'll forever support local it's just better seeing kind of the hometown hero make it i and if we're gonna talk about you know ufc and mma and stuff i've only ever drilled kickboxing for fitness right in my life so i know kind of what goes into it right that just means i have way more respect for anyone that puts their foot into the octagon and faces another human and goes to war with them for 15 minutes right like that that's wild. I don't care if you lose. 15 you get, or 25. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that's <laughs> mental. But um, the cool thing is from, you know, seeing that story, like I said, I've never had an MMA fight. Probably never will because it's fucking crazy. But <laughs> um, seeing them succeed on that level just motivates me to do better in all my fields, whether it's creative, fitness mm. itself, um, just seeing how some of our fighters just conduct themselves on the world stage makes me second check how much more can I be putting into my day and getting out, like out from the work you put in, right? Like, is there is there an hour you catch yourself on Instagram literally doing nothing but scrolling? That hour can be spent sharpening your toolkit. Uh, for me, it could be an hour on the timeline editing a video that I need to edit or an hour scheduling a shoot two weeks from now or an hour location scouting for a music video that's how i view it um i don't think there are really i just haven't met them i guess but there are many people that view it like that because here i mean in new zealand like the first things is to strike someone down right you know the whole talk tall poppy thing hey guys ali here just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast we appreciate your love and your support if you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at The Ali Channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like.
and also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. What is what is your take, bro, on like the whole, you know, for someone who's, you, you've probably, um, you know, born and raised in New Zealand, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. So for someone who's been born and raised in New Zealand, what is your take on top of syndrome? Um, I, I just piss it off, man. Like, honestly, if you flip, I just don't see how someone's success can bother someone. I don't get that. I, you should be able to draw or see the pathway they got to that peak and just apply it to yourself. Like I was saying, if there are certain gaps in your, your routine daily or weekly that you know you can tidy up, say, like I said, if you're on socials just mindlessly scrolling and you know that's an hour better spent to better yourself one way or another, health and fitness, uh, your skill set for your nine to five, your just working on your mental, um, just catching up with your mates, making sure they're in check, right? That's another big one. Um, I just don't see how you can just not take that from success stories that are out there. Because it's not like just anyone that is a New Zealander on the global stage, it's not like they woke up and said, I want, I can swim an Olympic pool today. I'm going to just go be a famous swimmer. I'm going to walk into the octagon and fight for 25 minutes. Like that's not a thing. There's years, there's even decades with some people Mm. before that. Right. Me personally, I just, I reckon just having that tall poppy attitude is just bullshit. Um, I reckon everyone, if they just kind of like flip their mindset looked at themselves a little more in depth, just everything would be better. Your, your Everyone's output would be higher. Um, you know, like people, you just want to be, your, your mental game as well would be stronger. Yeah, but right? that, that's the thing, right? It's so easy. It's so easy to sit down and just criticize somebody. 100%. You know, like, yeah. you know, and, and we're humans, you know, we're humans, like human beings, we're lazy. We don't want to do shit. You know, we just want to sit on our asses, complain, and just like, you know, you just shoot someone down. Like, yeah. And I think that's, you know, this, the, the whole mindset is like, you know, when, especially when you see someone who you've like, you grow up with, or you come, you, you come from a, a school from, you know, like you were in school together and shit like that. And like when this person's doing better, like they, 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 they struggle to accept that. Like, yeah. 100%. But this person's just put in so much work. He's worked a lot harder, smarter, yeah. and, you know, they've done things right. Like, yeah. And I think this was the one I just, I think I just recently heard today, people are afraid of hard work. Yeah. I mean. Do you think, if you think about it. <laughs> dude, like, I, I'm just trying to figure out, because I've never actually, like, worded it to someone like how I view this stuff. But I it would be there. Like like I said, myself and Tim, I don't think you can find a creative duo that works as fast and as hard as us. Like our output and quality just stays the same across the board. Um, and I do think that's because we're on that same page. We've also put it out there. We've um, on a couple of bakery run shoots, we've needed a second shooter. We just, we've thrown it out there. Anyone that wants to jump on, just send us a couple of examples of your work so we know kind of like 
mm. we can we're match skill yeah, levels yeah, at, where yeah. it's at. And we've pulled people in that have been seeking cameras and helped out on audio. Like, like and, and it's not a paid gig. Like, we do say that up front. Mm. Like, it's not a paid thing. We just need a hand. If you guys want to get the experience, all that type of stuff, just come along. Um, and that's when someone kind of comes through and does a good job. You know, you're going to, I do see it as them just being a hard worker. And then I've actually talked to a few people that have come through as a second shooter about, you know, what they do in their spare time as a creative or that. And it lines up with what Tim and I do. So we know kind of like, yeah, they're actually about it. They're hard workers. Um, and if you just put in the work, man, like, and you have the clear vision and goals, you are, you're going to get there. You will get there. You're not going to get there overnight, mm. and I'm 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 kind of speaking as if like, you know, I run this uh, multi-million-dollar thing making money any of that, but I do hold a lot of pride in what we've made Bakery Runs into, um, you know, with the following it's got and what I know what it is going to be in the future. Like it just excites me to even think about it. Right, I do hold that very high. But that's because it. we've you, put in the you work. Have to have, put I think this, the, yeah, this important thing is sorry to interrupt you there, but you have to have a vision. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I think this is where, you know, having a vision is one, putting in the work, and staying consistent. And sometimes you're not gonna get the results that you like, but you just gotta stay on that path, and you just gotta yeah. be, you know, like what you said, you just gotta be true, true to yourself and your brand yeah. and what you're doing. A big one that makes people dip real early on is yeah not kind of getting any of that traction straight away but the flip to that to keep you on track is to get that personal gain from every single thing you do mm. what are you bettering your skill set cool this is a benefit to you you're not wasting time on it i don't think people see that with what they just immediately strike out as shit what's not good enough it's not as good as this guy's when he's had 10 years in the game of course it's not going to be as good so yeah i guess it's just put not putting in the hard work mm. i we tim and i we've kept our circle pretty small i just think it's because you know we just haven't quite met someone that's just matched it like bar for bar so to speak like um there might be people with the skills but they don't deliver on time what they said they're going to deliver mm. in like three days. I'll get that to you, but they miss it. It's yeah. like, mm, I think that's know? the other one as well, like overcommitting. You know, sometimes some people just overcommit. Yeah. And you got to, like, as much as you, you know, I understand sometimes some people want to work hard, they want to, you know, churn out a lot of stuff and this, that, whatnot. But sometimes you just got to understand time is limited. You only have yeah. a certain amount of time. Yeah. And if you, you know, you got to use, obviously, you know, one one very important one, like, you know, is using that time wisely, like, you know, what you said, you yeah. know. And I think we, we can go on about, like, you know, how our phones and, you know, internet and, like, you know, social media, it draws, it tries to keep you, and that's the whole point, like, even, like, YouTube videos and whatever, like, it, the whole idea is to try to keep you on that platform, yeah. engage with whatever. Um, So, like, I feel like sometimes some some people try to over uh, promise, you know, and then you don't yeah. deliver. You know, I I I am I, I would say for me I would try to you know I try to you know um, under promise and then you just over deliver over deliver. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that will That's be safe. a better way. But 
you know, you you got to have. I think you got to have realistic timelines and goals yeah. for like some people. They 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 want to keep. They want to jump on and like you know, and it's good. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But you just got to be realistic. You know, like because you know, obviously, you know, with the with the success that you guys have got, you know, you'd imagine you know, there will be people who want to come and help out and be involved, and you know, they might want some recognition or whatever. But yeah, you know, like if you overpromise and then you don't, you know, it just makes you look like shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I mean, why why do that? End of the day, that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's simply it. Mm. Like, yeah, people just aren't familiar. I'm not gonna say scared of putting in the work. Just aren't familiar with just the work rate. The work. Yeah, the work like, rate. It's, it's it's also like kind of a belief in what you're working what you're producing as well. Like, um, I personally do think if we did <laughs> refine a few things with Baker Grounds, it can sit on t- on a network TV uh, channel, right? Um, obviously taking out the swearing and maybe filtering things here and there, but the quality's there, right? And that uh, the talent's there and... Uh, you know, we just have that belief in that it's a good product and going forward, whatever we do produce um, is going to be of that quality all the time, right? And then we just build on top of that. You know, talking about that though, would you guys think, you know, uh, in the future, it might go on a... TV? Yeah. We've had talks about it um, with, you know, the two years I did at TVNZ, you quickly, I quickly learned how those ideas on multiple levels operate and what how they kind of morph to fit that structure i think if we were to fit that structure to be on tv the product that would air on tv would be very different to what you view now Mm. right it would be um you know tim can you not maybe swear as much here do you can you mention at least these two three things that hit uh these sorts of beats throughout an interview you know like generally um yeah and they would probably get guests on that are very relevant in news right um you know off the back of um them doing a very good thing in their career you're probably going to get them on the guest of that show whereas we just get people on who want to vibe with us Mm -hmm. like you want to go to a bakery and just eat and just have have ban- banters we're going to get you on board like um whether you've got a new new release music or you've just acted in a whatever it doesn't matter um so it's those kind of things that you, you there's, there would be a certain mold you have to fit to get on tv to answer your question we have talked about it but i think we're just so comfortable being in the position we are with bakery runs is we know what it is and we don't want to just all of a sudden change it because mm. then people are going to be like, what? That's a bit That's not bit what sus, we expect. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the ways around it, right? Like we could do a spinoff. It could be, uh, I don't know, Tim provides tours of North Island and he just, I don't know, does a road trip. I'm making this off the top of it, mm. by the way. We've never thought about this. Yeah. does a road <laughs> trip and he, in one day, he has to hit up a, uh, X amount of bakeries and then you'll just review all five in a day or something. And then, I don't know, he ends up in Wellington and he goes and interviews Jacinda Ardern or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. got to have that p- kind of payoff. Like, why is the viewer watching? Whereas 
right now we're just like, yo, steak and cheese, yeah, it's, it's all good, eh? <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, but I think that's what, so far, that's what people want. So we have waited up. Um, we just don't really want to like, if someone was to come and just pluck it out of our hand, slap it on TV, cool. Don't think it is with um, kind of interviews like with that old um, lady. In yeah. The I just don't think it kind of works. Maybe yeah. uh, 11 o'clock um, slot yeah, on late like, night, uh, night TV2 or something. I don't know. The other one uh, I was going to talk about as well, because you guys started the other one, which is the uh, the shack. Yeah, the shack. See? Yeah. The shack. <laughs> it's so out the gate. I love it. Um, so, yeah, the shack is with just the norms and Tim Provise. They're the talent on screen, and it's a skit-based show, TV show, on social media. So if you t- plug in the shack underscore NZ on Instagram, it's going to come up. Um, and what's on there now is we've shot a few skits that are leading up to the show. Okay. I just realized how much I know and how much I should be saying. I don't know if I should be looking it up, but... It's a skit-based show with those two, um, and yeah, it's pretty fucking out there. There's a few <laughs> really, to be really... released still, and they're, they're only going to get funnier. Yeah. Like, trust me on that. They're only gonna it's, it's been pretty funny, and I think like... Um... I think even the, like the ones that have been out, like you know, people just engage, bro, and you know they yeah. wanna they they like, they're waiting for the next one. Yeah, and, and that was that was pretty cool. I thought that was a um, when Tim. I think uh, when I did the podcast with him, he told me about that as well. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, and yeah, and I think like it's stuff like this, you know, and that I really appreciate that people come out and they do this stuff, bro, you know, and mm. again, like, you know, there's, there's no, in the, in the beginning, there's no money and stuff like this, that behind it. So like, these are like, you know, big barriers, you know, I believe that there are a lot of people out there who might, you know, have skills and talents and this, that, but everybody wants like a instant return, you know, and that's why yeah. people are not coming out to do it, you know, like. Yeah, that the shack's a funny one because we've got the second weekend. So we shoot, we shoot all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday because Regan doesn't actually live up here. So mm. Justin Norms doesn't actually live up here. He lives, I actually don't know where the hell he lives but he doesn't live <laughs> up here but um so we have to schedule it like that and we just have to drill the content right three straight days of just filming it but the funny thing is they've written the show to it's now incorporate we're at the point where it's incorporating like actual events of the production so for instance uh one of the skits them looking for a producer we're looking for a producer for the show. Like, <laughs> let's just make a skit and incorporate it, right? I'm not going to spoil any of the other ones, but there are those elements that, yeah, they're now writing into it and it's now becoming its own thing. Um, and like you, if you think it's funny now, trust me, it goes even crazier. Man, it's awesome. we're, we're only looking forward, bro. Um, <laughs> the other one, you know, sorry, I had to jump back. Uh, we were talking about the UFC... Um, um, the UFC boys just now and uh, yeah so yesterday was a UFC 259 uh, big event uh, I understand you're, you're quite a big fan of MMA yourself you know you enjoy MMA oh yo <laughs> okay now we're talking okay okay I gotta be this dickhead right 
you've probably you've probably like oh another one of these, <laughs> but I've been watching it no lie since UFC eighty four. This is when that's how you are. It was called ill will. This is when they were calling it like you know ill will. Um, you know I think undisputed like they were naming the cards right, not just numbered cards. So eighty four. It was uh, who was the title fight for that? It was BJ Penn versus Sean Shirk. Yeah, some time ago, <laughs> yeah. Um, Leota Machida versus Keith Jardine, I believe. No, Le- Leota Machida versus Randy Ortiz, I think, and mm. Keith Jardine versus Wanderlei Silva. Oh, Keith Jardine got knocked out. Yeah, you know, because it's silver, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been watching since then. The first that was the first card I saw. First kind of proper moment that like um like i was like holy shit this is crazy was that knockout on sean shirk it's the flying knee and then he lands up against the wall and bj just comes and just smashing his face and when i saw that it's that whole thing like you know they keep referencing or for quite a while they referenced ufc one you know the the rawness the brutality of it that's it, I think it, it was on the on the on the fly as well, like the whole refereeing went to oh, stop the fight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, a growing thing, um, and still up to today, like people dispute stoppages and yeah, for sure. Mm. It is. I can't remember his name, but there was one ref way back in the like the early hundreds or like yeah around eighties. Um, he was just known for fucking shit stoppages. I can't even remember his name, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely evolved a lot. I remember I was laughing the other day, actually. Um, you know, because people don't like change, right? And the funny one that I look back now that is probably like one of the best changes to the sport was when the Reebok deal came in. Oh, you know, when they got rid of like, um, you know, before the Reebok deal, like you were a walking yeah, billboard, man. Yeah, you were like, yeah. everything was on full tilt poker.com, um, all colors, affliction, yeah, yeah. just colors everywhere. And when they did the announce the Reebok deal, I was like, oh, no, that's just bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But now, obviously, I look back on it, and it's just clean, right? Just clean uniform, brings that professionalism to the sport, makes it that much more legitimate in the grander scheme. Um, and now it's it is huge. It is a little bit sucky for, like, the the fighters because yeah, they don't they make do, money yeah, off. Yeah, they do lose that. Yeah. Um, but I think I mean, look-wise. Yeah, yeah. You, it looks a lot sharper yeah. and neater. Um, I think... I think Reebok pays them a little bit of money as well, but like oh, it's definitely not going to be as yeah, much as the you yeah. know the five ten grand sponsors they had yeah. for that one camp. Mm. You know, I get that, which that yeah, that would suck. I'd be pissed if that happened to me. But um, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, been a fan for a minute. Um, the other crazy thing is, so Tim's been just as much of a fan as I have since way back, right? The crazy thing is, we used to try we would hunt all around Auckland to find a bar that was viewing the card on Sunday. We would go to like 10 bars. Are you showing the UFC card? Nah, nah, nah. Every bar you go to now, yeah, of course you're going to show it. Yeah, yeah probably like, You're just losing money otherwise. Mm. Um, and I just got to throw it out there, uh, favorite fighter of all time, Anderson Silva. Like the GOAT, hands down. Nothing wrong there, yeah. Like just obviously watching him doing his whole run, like, that was crazy and to see the break that happened i was i've never i saw that and i was gutted for Mm. weeks like i've never any any other sporting person or any other sport not do you think do you think it's like it's quite hard to see though like you know as a you know who you know 
as the great fighter that he he was and like you know as he gets older you know obviously you age yeah you slow down your skills you know your your skill set might be there but like you slow down oh, and that's sure. just natural for sure and like i think it was like i think for me i felt like it was quite hard to see um his last fight in the ufc um you know just how he went out and like they they know why i actually didn't want to him to fight anymore and they were kind of saying like he shouldn't be fighting but really you shouldn't be telling someone like he can't fight like if, if you want to fight you you're still going to go to yeah. fight wherever it might be yeah. but um well i mean you're probably not going to tell anderson silver to do anything right that's anderson yeah. silver like, he's he's just, that's whatever he wants yeah, exactly right <laughs> but i do get what you mean like it is yeah i think a lot of those last fights though it's just like the passing of the guard Mm. And that is actually pretty cool to see. Like, obviously, the big one is when Izzy fought mm. Anderson Silver. Like, that's huge. Like, I get, I'm getting a bit teary eyed thinking about it, that's right? Huge, like, that bro. was like a passing of the guard to, you know, the newer gen. Um, and I just think that, you know, fighting's just in his blood. He's probably just going to do it, just keep on doing it, it is, one way or another. And, and that was what, I, you know, like, it, to be honest, man, if he goes to a lot of these other organizations and he fights on, like, one or he fights on Bellator. Bro, he probably like fuck people <laughs> yeah, up. You know, he he probably right? he probably smashed most of their guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but you know, at his age, you know, should he should he be like taking it easy? You know, enjoying all his hard work that he he's done. But and then that's the funny one. Like because you've worked hard for so long, it's just in you, man. Like, yeah, dude. Like when you see some of the struggle to pull the handbrake. Oh. No doubt, I, I don't <laughs> doubt that one. But dude, there's some of the videos you see him in training sessions. He's still ducking and weaving just as fast as most of the division, right? Um, which, fuck, dude, yeah, I Anderson Silver, man, yeah. Oh, I, I listened to his um, the podcast that he did, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit sad, you know, like he, he, I, I could feel like he still wanted to go, but. You know, the UFC was not really behind him fighting again. Yeah. That was quite sad. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah <laughs> Don't do that. I, I, felt, I, felt quite, I felt quite sad. You know, that like, is, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, end of the day, right? It is a business. Um, right. That's he right. is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. So, and it'd be disrespectful not to. Oh, you know, I, he'd probably whip everyone's ass. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be some major disrespect. But um, I just want to mention the first time I saw him fight was I think ninety one UFC ninety one versus Patrick Cote. Oh, and Cote blew out his ankle or something. Oh, yeah. So he he, it was just the first round and just you know Silver doing his thing, and then yeah, I think he blew out uh, Cote blew out his ankle, and that was the end of the fight. And I was just like. Oh shit! That was a bit, <laughs> bit of a weird stoppage. It's yeah. kind of similar to the um, the Peter Young fight. You know that kind of like odd the, stoppage. The, the recent one, yeah, or the one, yeah, the one on the weekend. Oh, you know, just like it was yeah. like there's that what? weird, weird. What do you, what do, you, what do you think about man? Obviously, it was an illegal shot. It was a, but what is what is what is your take on on that? Like, do you think he he was at an angle where he couldn't really see if the other knee was down? Oh, Dude, oh. I mean, 
fucked. Or was he just I, frustrated when Jan was on the uh, when uh, Aljo was on the ground? Aljo was trying to get yeah, him to grapple yeah, with him. Yeah. I mean, dude, frustration. Put it put it straight. I feel like I can't really chime in on too much, right? Mm. Like I said, I've never rolled on the mats. I've only really done like a, a bit of kickboxing for fitness, right? But um, I think Rogan and that said in passing that his corner told him to throw it and he just threw it. Yeah, That's I think what they said on I the podcast. Habib came to yeah, uh, DC yeah. and said that they he was asking them, uh, He, I think he was asking and then they might have said, yep, hit him yeah. or attack him or something like that or kick him. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if they said like, they, there's definitely some miscommunication there. But like, I don't think, I don't think they would have said knee him in the Yeah, head. I don't, Maybe kick him. Yeah. Maybe kick him the body. Yeah, yeah. The leg or whatever, but maybe not knee him in the head. Yeah, he got hurt, man, because he tried to get up. Hey, yeah, that was a big. Yeah, that was a big knee, Crazy. bro. Like, so, but what was funny? What was funny was like, okay, it's not funny, but <laughs> the internet's a it's a it's a rough oh, place, bro. Internet's a rough place. And, There's some beings on there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was like a. Man, that was a wild, that was a strong, you know, knee. And I don't know if he knew at that point that if the fight got called off, he would have automatically won by DQ. Oh, I think for a while he was not too sure. Yeah. But they kind of pieced it together and maybe, you know, like, yeah, like, I mean... I understand, like, you know, pe- people say, like, you know, that's not how the way you want to win a champ- mm. a belt. But, you know, when you think about it, like, man, you know, you talk about doing whatever it takes. I don't blame the guy, man. Like, if he oh. did really, like, act it, you know, I, he, you, I've never tasted one of those knees to the head, but I'd imagine it, it wouldn't be nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, (laughs) and like, if he, if he really did act, you know, if he did act it out and he was smart, bro, that's tactical, you know, Mm. and then he win the championship now and he has the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, now that you pointed out, yeah, is it, it is a DQ Mm. on his record, right? It was, yeah. It could be one of those things. It's sort of a different level of example, but, um. I don't, know, I don't know, just a motivator in a sense. Like the other one that comes to mind is um, John Jones doing his illegal strike to, I think it was Matt Hamill. Mm. And that was his first loss on that, his record. His, and then yeah. look what happened after that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think they, I man, it was, it was a, it was an intense fight. Like Jan yeah, and Aljo was. was, but I think closer to the end of that, I think Jan was picking up. He was picking up. And yeah. He was showing why he was the champion. Yeah. But, you know, there's just that one mistake that he did and, yeah, like I think he, man, I, I really don't think it, it was a, in, if he realized the position of Eljo, I don't think he, because yeah. he's a, he's a, man, he's a real talented guy. Like he wasn't in any position, like he was hurt or he was down, like, or he mm. was down on the scorecards or whatever to have one, maybe just frustration or like, bro, because you got to understand as well, like it, it's hate, just all this emotion and yeah, instructions sure. and, and, and then, in a uh, um, the the apex where you can hear everybody now, like yeah, you know, everyone, I and that's crowd. what like even Max Holloway was talking about this as well that I listened to. Like you can hear DC talking, Joe talking, like oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, man. and you know your corner, you can hear your corner, their corner, like 
different, man. You know, yeah, like for sure. So when you have like all this information and you're trying to stay focused as well, but I mean, an arena is like twenty thousand people, whatever. Like, it mm. Doesn't help either, but you know, um, yeah, there was a little bit of a weird one, eh? and what what do you, what what are your thoughts on the uh, the boys and uh, their performances? Every time a team NZ rolls out, fuck, they perform win or loss, man. Exactly, man. I don't want to see. I'm, okay, by the way, I'm I'm saying this like like I got no involvement with that. I'm just a <laughs> fan, right? But I am on the internet quite a lot, and you do see that bullshittery of like, uh, they lost, uh, blah blah blah, and it's mm. just immediate trashing, right? Like that's just bullshit, straight up, mm. just fucking bullshit. That everyone from Team about, NZ performed insanely well. Mm. Talking about that, like trashing, do you see the reason one where you know Curtis Blades got knocked out in his um against Derek Lewis and. Uh, yeah someone uh, it came out on Brendan Schaub's uh, podcast like he talked about it someone actually rang up Curtis Blitz got hold of his number rang him up and just like started making fun of him and told him like he got knocked the fuck out and okay. like recorded it and posted it on on oh, social media bro that's insane Why would it, that's pretty it? wild eh? yeah you know like what the heck did that's, you do that man that's just that's honestly that's just the typical you know mm. I'm gonna say it would be you know the overweight beer drinking kind of redneck type of bullshit going on right? <laughs> like plain and simple <laughs> if you're a fan of mixed martial arts and you know what goes into it you know all you know the decades people or years and decades people invest into it you're gonna just respect the shit out of that plain and simple yeah, like i said i'm never gonna probably step foot into an octagon in the fighting capacity right but i'm gonna have the respect for everyone that puts their foot in there squares up and goes for 15 25 minutes right like that is un real i can't think of anything crazier maybe all blacks versus wallabies final final match or something, you know, <laughs> doing the hucker and all that type of shit that's pretty cool but um on the card dude like um carlos's fight got fight of the night for a reason yeah man. that was fucking bro i i was like i i, so, I, felt, I felt that i think i think bro okay this is my opinion <laughs> and my take on it right when Carlos hurt him in that first round, yeah, you could see that guy was hurt. And you'd yeah. be lying, you know, if you if they you know anybody says that that guy wasn't hurt. Yeah, he wasn't attacking back at all, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I felt that Carlos actually gave him a lot of time to recover. And Carlos gave him. I felt that Carlos gave him a chance to fight back. I just felt that way. I, I when a- you when you look when you looked at it like you know Carlos was careful. You know, he didn't want to get caught as well on your way in. You yeah, don't want to rush yeah. things and all that. But I felt that, yeah, I just felt that Carlos gave him gave him space. You know, if if Carlos... And that's the thing with, like, refereeing and what we were talking about just now and how the whole, you know, with, like, weird stoppages and all that. Like, the you see uh, with a lot of other fighters, I noticed that when they hurt someone, like, boom, they just rush in and they're, like, salt and pepper, bro. Like, yeah, just put yeah, it on. Going. They just try to get the stoppage, but like with the you know with like Israel, with Carlos, like you could see they were not rushing, bro, and they're very careful, very calculated yep. as well, very calm, and I appreciate that, bro. You know, you like got obviously it, you know you want them to get the win, but like when you look at it, like you know instead of having the fight just stop straight away, mm. like they gave, I think it gave you a chance to fight back, like yeah. And I think it's it's stuff like that that if you just and once again 
like I said, I've only done kickboxing <laughs> yeah. as fitness, yeah. but I'm going to assume opinion. This is it's, opinion, it's yeah. once you're actually in it and you actually understand mm. the mechanics behind all of this, you're, you're not going to get otherwise. If you're a couch-ridden UFC fan, you're yeah. going to be that dude on the call-up show, right? Yeah. And that's the other thing is like when um, fights just go to the ground, you know that crowd's like, boo, boo. Yeah. They're not looking at the technicality of jujitsu. Right, like oh, passing wrestling. guard and oh, like all the chokes, whatever, and, yeah, yeah, all that, right? Which I fuck if you're not doing that, just piss off. In my opinion, right? Mm. Just get out of there. Like, don't get me wrong, I love a good knockout, but I love a good triangle choke. I love a good anaconda. All that type and of just shit, seeing right? people do that work. Yeah, and what was impressive was man. I gotta give a shout out to Kai. Yeah, yeah, Kai, yeah I knew you were going. Yeah. You the <laughs> man, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not real quick. I'm not gonna lie. When when they're on the ground. I was up. I was just like, bro. I was. I like, was like holding my oh, breath, all this shit. Yeah. And then, yeah, when he when he did his work, got up, and then just bo bo bo. He what, what I you know a huge yeah, respect to Kai. Kai man, that was he just didn't allow that guy. Although he took him down to the ground, he just didn't allow him. Man, like no, bro, yeah. you're not gonna do not it, gonna man. Happen, eh? I think you know these guys get the idea now. Like they want to try it. Like you know after you know. Um, Kai's fight with uh, Roy Val and, you know, getting into that choke. These guys want to try it now. Like, you know, oh, we can't go, you know, like strike for strike with this guy. We're mm. going to take him down to the ground. We're going to try to choke him, whatever. But man, that that one there when they, you know, Kai just at the end of that just didn't accept that, bro. Like, nah, you're not going to do this. I'm going to get up yeah. and we're going to fight. You know, like, he yeah. just didn't <laughs> accept it, bro. Man, yeah, that was so good. I was like fucking jumping, and that was that's what that's what Kai does, bro. And he obviously walked away with the performance of the night. Yeah, and that's yeah, what man. he does, bro. Like he he just didn't accept it, and he got up and he just put it on, bro. He put it yeah. on him, man. And I was like screaming at the TV. I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I, I've um, my partner's like. She's told me she wants to film me when I'm watching a car. <laughs> I mean, I know it would look hilarious because, like, I'm I'm just like just this watching sometimes, and I know it and I catch myself, yeah. and I'm like, I don't give a shit because I need this oh. fight to end because I'm losing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so shit, oh, man. I know, I know what you it's mean, crazy. man. Crazy, man, and and I, th- I think that's the other thing as well. I think there were a lot of things driving him to uh, win for this one. You know, it's just, mm. you know, especially having a son, bro, and. You know, you hear a lot of people talking about it when you have a kid. You know, that's this different kind of drive. It is, bro. It really is a different kind of drive. Mm. It it pushes you to do, you know, to go that extra. You oh, know, like yeah, no doubt. Just that extra push, bro. You, it. I don't know where it comes from, but it just gives you that push, yeah. man. You have now another living thing, you bro. Have to that, worry about that, and raise that, and that, that you that you're up, thinking yeah. about and like you know you pushing harder, bro. It, yeah, for sure. It uh, you know it. Yeah, I was also happy for him, man. And but man, one thing I want to talk about is um, uh, Israel's fight. I thought that was a absolutely awesome fight, man. Yeah, it was. It was quite. It was quite a technical fight. Like, bro, it just kept you on your toes, man. Just mm. watching, you know, you like, ooh, bro, you know. And they were very careful. I think Yano was very careful. He didn't like, you know, what Izzy was saying as well. Like, he didn't make his usual mistakes and stuff mm. like that and um but man if anything man that scoring that 49 45 that's ridiculous man I, and even dana was talking about it in the post fight 
I, press conference. It was like I only uh, watched back. What's that? Ten eight round. Aziz, the press conference, and I think on that matter, one of the guys was talking about um, how in Invicta they tell the corners if they're behind or something like that. Yes, uh, and then they they decide if they want to give them the shout to the. And then obviously yeah. he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, I think that's a um, good idea. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah, just I'm pretty positive you'd probably see some pretty explosive fifth rounds. Exactly. If that, if that shit's fourth, getting yelled, fourth, right? Or fifth. Yeah, like. So I'm all for that as a viewer. Yeah, as a viewer, <laughs> that will be. I think. Yeah, I mean, like giving. You know, Max Holloway was talking about this like before previously as well. He was pushing for that. Like they should do it. Have mm. open scoring, bro. You know, people can see. Yeah. You know. I think, like, you know, the viewers can see, fighters can see, so they know, like, when it's different, bro. Like, when you know you're down on the cards, it just gives you that extra, oh, yeah, no you know, doubt. that motivation for you as well, you know. Because, um, yeah, man, like, in my honest opinion, like, watching that fight, I thought Izzy had the first three rounds. I thought second round, yep. you know, could have floated, but I thought Izzy had the first three rounds. Uh, fourth round, um, we would say give it to Jan because he had that takedown. Fifth round, I would say first half to Izzy, second half to Jan. He, he, you know, heads off to him, he took Izzy down. He knew that he couldn't, if if he would have continued going, like, you know, on the stand-up, he would probably would be in a bit of trouble. I think yep, I think it sure. was a part uh, in that fourth, uh, Izzy got him in a bit of trouble. And that was when he realized that, look, shit, I got to take him down, try something mm-hmm. else. But, I, you know, it was funny, like, people came at me as well, like, today, bro, and was like, oh, like, man, what, why do they, uh, you know, why are they not training um, wrestling or jiu-jitsu or what? I was like, bro, do you even, do you even train wrestling and jiu-jitsu and all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, for the shit that you're saying, man, like, I, I don't give a shit about you losing your $20 or your yeah, $50 on bet, whatever, man, like. If you want to talk about that, make sure you go and do that yourself and then you know what it's like before you, you know. That's, I personally can't do that. If I can't, like I've mentioned, like I've only ever done a couple of kickboxing classes for fitness with my brother back in the day. You're not going to find me being like, fuck, the middleweight champ should do this. He should do this. By the third round, he should be blah, blah, blah. He should, he should, like, what the fuck is this? No, you you're telling? never going to catch me doing that. But a lot of people out there are like that. I don't know for whatever reason, but I insane, if, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to be, before I say that sort of shit, you're going to catch me at a gym day in, day out before I feel like I'm validated to, to give that to kind say of, that, to right? tell someone what they're supposed to do. Yeah, know? even then, if you you can spend a whole year in the gym, you're not going to be as good as one of the UFC exactly. fighters, right? So yeah. like, exactly. yeah, there's that. But I I personally just feel like a piece of shit if I'm doing that. Um, yeah, I well. never do that, plain and simple, because you know coming into anything, I I like to you know figure out who's put in the yard hearts, who are the key figures, who's put in you know who are the OGs, you know exactly, man. Like um, you know, who who wants to be that person in the room thinking they're spitting the knowledge, and then everyone that knows what they're talking about is just looking at them like what is this guy saying? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's crazy as well. Like, you look at that, man, and, you know, you watch a lot of these previous fights and you understand. When someone takes you down to the ground, how Izzy did not let him, you know, carry out his ground and pound. Mm. He took away a lot of his shots. Like, yeah. 
do people people need to understand how hard that is put it that way you get your brother your sister your family member or your partner to go on top of you and you try to make sure that they get get them to throw like full blows at your head yeah. And you try to stop those blows from coming like, to your head. Mo- most, and you tell me how hard it is. <laughs> exactly. Most people are going to be gassed with the weight on them. Exactly. Like 10 seconds later, they're just going to... Uh, <laughs> and then when you're getting punched in the head and you have to defend that, pull them close and all that sort of stuff. You try that, man. You try that and you tell me, bro. Like, yeah. It's, um, uh, it's a... Yeah. That's, and I think that's why I like MMA. I like, the, I like the idea of watching two guys that have found kind of their purpose in life where they feel this is their purpose and they're going head to head they're going punch for punch right you know so even if it's a it's just all on the ground for three rounds i'm going to respect that if it's a tico i'm going to respect that that's that's just me a lot of people don't um like i said it's probably you know it the is, redneck beer ridden couch dudes <laughs> that are like ringing up the thing, hey, and all that, that. it is mixed martial arts so like yeah and you know, as much as you know, some fighters they're good on the you know their stand up. Some they're good on the ground, and they try their best to get themselves. I mean, that's what you do. Like if you yeah. have an advantage, you try your best to to fight at your advantage. Like mm. it only makes sense, you know. Like Kamaru Usman's a amazing wrestler. He wrestle you. Mm. He strike. Oh, he he's really good at his striking as well. Like and he has shown with his fucking insane jabs that he was putting out, but. If he can wrestle with you, he's gonna wrestle. He's gonna. He's probably like a a Div One multiple title, bro. (laughs) Like you know, like of course he is. Look at the fight with Masvidal, bro. Like Mm. he just wrestled the guy, and bro doesn't. That's what makes him the champion, bro. Yeah, he does what he's good at, man. And uh, some people, eh? yeah, and (laughs) like man, I just have uh, you know a load of respect for all the guys, Carlos, Kai, uh, you know, just all the boys, you know, and. And you know what Izzy has done? Like he's 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 just dead. And again, like what he said, man, dare to be great, bro. Exactly. That after every fight, he just puts that page in his book that just solidifies him more and more as the goat in my head, right? So this is an L on his record, right? Who gives a fuck? That fight was awesome, and just the composure he has afterwards, taking that loss. Um, you can be sure as hell he's going to go back to middleweight and just beat the shit out of everyone. Like he said, I think he said that in the presser, yeah, right? Exactly. But exactly, it's, it's um, Team NZ specifically, like people, I just like the idea that the pathway they're paving for people in our country, right? You're now opening it up to younger people to come through. They want to be the next Izzy. They want to be the next Kai. They want to be the next Carlos. And that's cool. Um, all that type of stuff, right? Like, I respect the shit out of that. Like, that's the coolest thing out of this whole thing that I, well, I feel personally, right? Um, and then obviously just doing mad work. Um, CKV, what, last year they got gym of the year? Uh, I think it was 20, 2019. 2019. Um, yeah. Like, best, the best gym, best MMA I, gym. Like, a few. Number one MMA uh, yeah. gym in the world. Like, yeah. I, I probably would have. Might have been never last year. I guess that would have happened. Yeah. Like that, that gym's in our backyard. Exactly. That's crazy. And it's cool. Like, I'm going to throw it back to being that, you know, oh, I watched this stuff before it was big, mainstream, blah, blah, blah. But like, I would have never guessed that NZ would have been stamped like it is right now, watching back in like 85, uh, 84. Um, and then when Mark Hunt signed to the UFC, all that type of stuff. Shout out to Mark Hunt, by the way, the OG, right? Yeah. Um, and Mark Hunt has, you know, like um, just a recent clip that I put out as well, you know, when I when I did the podcast with uh, Carlos, we were talking about Mark Hunt and how Mark Hunt 
has played his role, you know, in like helping mm. all the boys. Exactly, you know, like exactly. Carlos, right? uh, Tafa Brothers, Bam Bam, you know, what he has done to help like the next mm. generation, you know, coming up. That was pretty cool to hear, bro, you know. Because yeah, you have some fighters like, you know, I, I don't know of like who exactly or whatever, but, you know, sometimes some people, they might not be involved in that sort of thing, helping the next generation. But mm. at the end of the day, I don't blame them. When you get to the position that, you, like, for example, Mahan has got to, it's up to you, man, what you want to do. Yeah, totally. And you can't blame the person. If he doesn't want to help anybody, it's cool. If yeah. he wants to help, no, it's awesome. You know? Yeah, for sure. But they put in, like, that's the thing, like, the, all the work that you, I think this is the other one with, like, people saying about, people talking about trashing Floyd Mayweather, for example, how he flashes his money and his wealth and this, that, he buys all that. Bro, he worked hard for whatever he yeah. has and he can do whatever he likes with this, you know. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Just you know? plain and simple, like, just don't watch it. That's it, bro. But he did whatever he, you know, he wanted to do and he want, he's he wants to live that life. And yeah, his money. His and, and, there's, and I think there was, you know, what the, the Floyd Mayweather kind of um, early on in his career, um, like he built this thing where People, people watch his fights because they hated him and they want him to lose. Yeah, to lose. But, but you know, if you think about it, like, that's also, <laughs> fact. the more people who are watching, the more money you made. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, man. Like, it is and now it he's, is. now he's got the, his next fight with Logan Paul? Yeah, Logan Paul. Or, I think, yeah, uh, which is kind of like rescheduled. A... I think they, 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 they had a date and then they rescheduled because I think they weren't getting enough pre-sales for oh, the pay-per-view. True. I think. Uh, uh, I, I don't know where exactly it's uh, the fight is going to be at, but I think they tried to sell like the pay-per-view. Um, online. And yeah, online. And, they, and I think they didn't uh, get as much interest. Maybe I think it was too short of a, a, a time frame before the fight because like, Look at, you know, look at what the Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight, you know. Like, they built, yeah. they, 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 had, they had good time, you know, between, to like, yeah. to build up the whole thing. They did tours, they did, like, shows here and there, and, like, you know, just get all this interest, man. Like, oh, it worked. Uh, it would be wild if Logan Paul won there. I don't think he is at all. I don't think he has a chance. Nah. But from both sides, right, it's good yeah. to take that fight. Yeah, if he's exactly. gonna, if he knows he's gonna for Logan Paul, ass. like Logan Paul, I think Logan Paul has everything to gain. Like, exactly, chances are he might get knocked out, <laughs> but like, bro, you know, I mean, if you've ever been knocked out, like, you pro- you probably won't even remember you get knocked out, mm. you know. And he, Logan Paul is the kind of guy like he doesn't he doesn't give a shit, you know. Nah, I mean, he probably think he just does. do whatever. Yeah. Um, he has, he, he, he has sure. a track record of like not giving a shit and, yeah. and you know just like the whole jackass kind of thing they just do whatever and like he has he stands to make so much money out of this and not only that what it does for him after this fight with Mayweather hmm. like, yeah win or loss it's gonna be so much but yeah it's gonna be yeah, so yeah. much more than what he made from yeah, that 100%. fight look at what McGregor has done for you know they call it the Mayweather effect oh, yeah you know they call <laughs> no it the doubt. Mayweather look at what yeah. Mayweather has done for McGregor, you know, like it or not, people want to agree or not, like he changed McGregor's life, man. Like McGregor was already notorious up to a certain yeah. level, and then he fought Mayweather, and then he just went from here to here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, wild, the amount of money man. he made, the the notoriety he got after that. 
Real quick, I want to throw it back to Team NZ, right? Yeah. When is Blood Diamond going to get in the UFC? Ooh, that's the one. Like, um, you know, I, there's there's a few guys. I'm, I'm kind of asking you because for the obvious <laughs> connects, right? But is that a like a, is that a waiting game? Because man, <laughs> he's pretty lethal, man. He is, man. He's uh, he's definitely one of the one of the next few guys to be on. Mm. But with with I think um, this one we've got to ask like Eugene because. Definitely, I know Eugene and uh, AP AP Sports Management, which is the, the you know um, Ash James and Tim Simpson, like the whole team, like they're trying to push um, uh, the, the the CKB boys, you know, or the New Zealand boys to get on. But um, yeah, at the end of the, of the day, man, like it's just up to the big organizations, and sometimes, like you know, just time waiting. Game, yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, like just waiting for the right time or. Like it's it's sad, you know it's sad to see but like you know how you know when you have a lot of like the fighters from the US that you know maybe some some people would say like you know I, they, yeah they, I get what you're gonna they, say their level might not be but yeah. they're in but it just makes sense you know uh, put it this way okay if I had a business now and I need a fighter uh, if I need a last minute fighter or whatever you know I it would cost less. For me to get you who is already here, then to get someone from uh, across the border somewhere. Yeah, you know? just the cost of like flights and this, that, whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. It it, it will come. It will oh, definitely sure. come. For it's sure. just a matter of time now, and just that moment presenting itself. Because these boys are, bro. I can tell you this: these boys are ready to grab this when it comes. Like, yeah. Oh, the sure. moment it comes, they're ready. And that's the thing, man. It's What's crazy is these guys are always ready. Yeah. You know, not just Blood Diamond. You have like Kevin Jusay. You have... Oh, sorry. Um, just to cut that back a little bit. Um, not just Blood Diamond, but, uh, you know, you have fellas like Kevin Jusay, uh, Cameron Ralston, you know, um, BJ, um, eh, heaps, heaps of guys, man. I'm probably not saying all their names, you know, there might be a few of them. They'd be a little bit angry, but yeah, there's, there's a few of them, man. And but these guys, they stay. This is the thing about city kickboxing. Is this this guy stay ready all year round, waiting in the wings. Put it to you this way, man. Junifar like had his fight last or two weeks ago. That'll yep. be two weeks ago, right? So he had his fight two weeks ago. He was gonna go back into the gym the week after, but there, obviously there was the lockdown after his fight, and he's back in the gym now. He's training, you know. Oh, man. And you know what I mean? Like, that is city kickboxing for you. Like, this, yeah. they're back at it, they're training. Because I, I think that's just the whole culture, you know, that's yeah, there. Yeah, no fucking around, man. That's how it, and that's how it is. And, you know, unless, like, if you, you you take some huge damages from your fight or whatever, obviously, yeah. you know, you, you, you can come and train and all that, but, you know, you wouldn't want to spar or... Because at the end of the this... stand-down would be, like, what? Is it? I don't know, it depends. Three like, months? Oh no, it's depending. Your yeah, what depends you, you on, know like, your, your reviews, yeah, concussion, yeah, your yeah. doctors, and like there's a lot of things that come into play. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like longevity, bro, I think that's real important, and that's what the gym's big on about. Like, uh, you know, and you hear a lot of fighters talk about like you know on Joe Rogan and on like Teddy Atlas, uh, you know, uh, the fight or whatever. I understand like people want to show that they're hard and they're strong and all that, but like. The recent one with Max Holloway, I think people really need to, if you can spend some time to listen on that and, you know, longevity in the sport, you know, and mm. taking damage 
you know, and, and you know, even what Izzy said in his post-fight, which, uh, you know, uh, he said about, like, there was a fighter who remembered him as someone who, like, could bang and, you know, take... Sh- and, and, like, he, he said it to himself, like, he was like, yuck, you know. I don't want to be remembered as the guy who, like, keeps, you know, taking shots. Like, you want to you wanna deliver and not take shots. That's how you want to be remembered. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, like, you know, you don't want to en- end your career and have, like, you know... Negative. problems and yeah your memory problems and shitty record as well yeah you know so yeah longevity man it's it's it's, it's important as well knowing when to like uh i believe um slow down pull the hand yeah, brakes for sure. take care of yourself man like you, if you recover better you probably come out better as well in your yeah, in, yeah in your I, I do i like hearing that sort of shit eh? Just make yeah. sure you respect all the fighters there much more. Exactly, it's crazy. man. Like, it's it's no joke, you know. When you hear someone go through like, uh, you know, people go through concussions, um, and you know, like head trauma. Yeah. Like that shit's real, man. And it's like a long effect, eh? It is. On, it is. On your body. And um. All that. Yeah. I th- I think like I had an experience like when I was like when I was young, bro. When I was I think when I was a teenager. Um, uh, I got into a fight and then got clipped, bro. <clears throat> and uh, like, yeah, I, I at that time I did. Bro, you, when you're a teenager, bro, you don't know, man. Like, yeah, you just you probably just right after that you're gonna get back up, man. You're still gonna fight again. Gonna you know, like you don't know. But with age, I think with you know access to information, knowledge, and all that, like people should be more smarter. You know about yeah, hundred percent. I think the one that uh, why I was saying the uh, Max Holloway podcast was his fight with uh, Kelvin Cater bro and you know how they like Kelvin Cater like, he was a, he was a warrior man he was a dog bro for like taking that much like for Max Holloway to deliver that insane number someone's absorbing all that <laughs> dude the Max Holloway fight man oh, it was insane <laughs> man that was crazy dude, that guy eh? but that yeah no I totally get you right like yeah you can't you have to be smart it's plain and smart like we were talking about the creative mm. side of stuff right using using your hours in the day smartly same yeah, thing in there definitely man right. um, man we could go on for hours oh, about yo, MMA and all yeah, that but um, like anyway I think we, we, we pretty we, we might have to wrap it up in a while I don't want to keep you on um, but before we go man um, we've come to the section wise words from the wise man uh, for people watching listening bro if you could if you give them some uh, wise words <laughs> oh crap you know? Um, well, wise mean? words. Um, I'm just gonna give it. I'll just say exactly how I operate day to day. Just make sure with whatever you're doing, um, it's for all the right reasons. You have your goals, obviously your short term, medium term, long term goals, and you hit those. Just put in the hard work, um, and it will just come, pretty much. Um, also find like minded people. You probably get that a lot from everyone else, but. If you just put in the hard work with people that are in it for the same reasons, um, working towards those same goals, um, have the same understanding um, around workflow and output and, and, and quality in that. Um, and transparency is another one. Mm. Just make sure you're transparent. Like straight up, if you want to create an idea with said person and you want it to make money from day dot, tell them so they know they're on the same page so it doesn't get messy down the track, right? So transparency and... Um, yeah, just keep nailing those goals. That's how I operate, man. It's all all a personal 
thing on my end and everything that I've kind of gained or whatever you people might think is success is just the tack on the side of that product, right? So. Yeah, because su- success to different people has different weight. Um, and then, yeah, the final thing, like you, you, you jogged my memory there, is um, yeah, the measurement of success, right? Um, I can actually give you a real life example. Success to me is is well, was producing one season of an idea, an original idea, with Tim, first season of Bakery Runs. That just to getting to that end goal, producing the first eight episodes major success because of how much you learn from start to finish and then the product after that is getting better every episode is success now like whether it's a getting a larger guest on the quality of the show's stepped up um i figured out how to you know use this particular drone shot cut next to this shot all those little things are now successes in my head so anything we do forward is just a bonus essentially yeah, I mean, right? there's, there's so much there's so much more sense of accomplishment as well i think this yeah. um you and yeah at the end of the day man like you've got to have passion to do what you you do oh, 100%. you know, you've got to enjoy I'll, it if not it just becomes I'll, a drag. i i say it a million times over if you find someone that works just as hard as myself and in a duo format myself and tim Send them our way because we'd love, love to expand our team. <laughs> oh but, man, that's pretty cool, bro. Yeah. That's I think that's really good advice, man. And um, man, and it, you, you know, I you've given us you've given us a little bit of insight on like the stuff that you guys are working on. But um, um, other than those stuff, like what are what are your, what are your future plans? Like, what do you have lined up? Um, so just folding back into what I was saying before, goals. Um, my goals for twenty twenty one. Um, we have bakery runs at a point that we're comfortable with. Um, I want to now kick up a few other ideas or series under my production company. Um, one being in music, one way or another. Um, I want to create a music series and I want to do uh, another food-related one. But that has to be quite Ooh. different to the format of Bakery Runs. It can't yeah. be just slotting out something mm-hmm. in the same format. I just don't think that's totally fair or it would it would still be relatively the same audience. And if it's not, if you're going to copy something, it has to be like, you know, everyone involved, mm. just a different idea. So one more food series and one more music series under my production company. Um, I'm down to collab with anyone, if any, at all skill levels. Yeah. Someone that's more Anybody? experienced, someone that's <laughs> less experienced that wants to pick my brain. Yo, I'm open. I'm an open book in that sense. I'll happily take the time out for someone that, you know, has taken a time out to ask me a question or that. I'm not, I'm not about that like higher, yeah, higher level sort of bullshit. Um, and I mean, I've already kind of started with this goal, getting back into music videos. Like I had done a couple of music videos prior to um, like a few years back, but now getting back into it with my skill set now, you know, like the output's going to be that much better compared to doing music videos three or four years ago. So, um, the the ones I have shot and I'm going to spit out soon, it's going to be night and day compared to the ones I did. So that's already rolling. Um, getting back into the music video game, and far I'm always looking for ideas to fulfill and yeah. like create. Like right? I can sense like, that. Like you, you're always on the on the search for something, and yeah. and that's man, that's that's hungry, bro. That's, it is. That's it is. Like, man, I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you that, straight man. now, real quick. But I know we're trying to wrap up, but. Yeah. Um, I haven't made a dime from any of the ideas we've kicked off the ground. Mm. Um, 
and by the way, that's where I got the name. Like I'd always be like, okay, we've got to get this idea off the ground, right? Guys, yeah. guys, come on. We've got to get it off the ground. <laughs> that's where I got the name from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't made a single cent, but yeah, the drive to just create Say. a solid package that the benefit to me is in the future, I can say, here's what I've done, here's what it produced, and it's off the back of nothing. Person with money, if you want to provide a pretty, like, you know, like a large sum of money that we can use as a budget, imagine what you're going to get. Yeah, that, the, that's, that's it. Yeah, the that's value, the benefit to me. You know, yeah, the, it's exponential, bro. Yes. Let's put it that way. Like, with, yeah. with, with that or not much, mm. this was the, it's you know, pretty much kind of just, investing inwards on yourself right exactly, um i'm very confident in what i'm able to produce um on all sorts of levels music music videos um series like the bakery runs um corporate video i've done that as well a bit boring here and there but it, it where can we where can that. we see um obviously where can we see like the music videos once it does it get put on off the ground or does it get put on the artists both so okay, yeah. how I'm going to run it is, it's pretty much kind of like how everyone does it. Um, off the back of the release, it'd be the artist. Mm-hmm. They do their thing. I would just reshare it yeah. and then just get permission from them down the a little, a little bit down the track yeah. post on kind of off the ground social page. Mm. Just to put that on under that off the ground banner. Like this say, is stuff that we've worked. Yep, we've done this, we've done that. Um, because end of the day, it's for the artist. Exactly. They obviously need to benefit as much as they can off the back of, you know, first week on that release. Mm. Everyone else that's involved, you know, pumps it out through their socials, gets that reach wider and all that type of stuff. But um, I've got off the ground.nz. That's where I'm going to house everything. Um, and then my personal account is just slywill, S L I will. Starting to use that more. Yeah. I, real quick, I'm not as active as all the other creative people out there, <laughs> but I want to say that's because I'm behind the camera, I'm on the edit. Mm doing twice as much man but social media is important yeah post-production is harder sometimes (laughs) man or most of the times it's harder than you know that's the funny one like i tell people like you know it's easy to do this like we sit down and we talk we just just that's what it is you know but i gotta mention real quick see the reason why you popped up on my radar is because of the sheer output on socials right yeah like the quality quality was there consistent guest are on the talk is good that's enough for a podcast to me to me just saying to me yeah um and there's there is in my opinion only a handful of podcasts locally that are doing that i'm not gonna name names yeah but just saying yeah i so, think i think that there was there was one of the you know a few things that i had when i did this was like you know i wanted to make sure that it was of a reasonable quality yeah for sure and like the content as well you know and but you know i didn't want to like i don't want to just get the big guests the people with the big names you know i wanted Mm. to help uh, people who you know have not got that platform or that state you know they haven't Mm. gone to that stage yet the up-and-comers or you know the smaller guys and like guys and girls i'm sorry you know um and yeah just helping some of these people give this like a platform for them to talk and share their story and like yeah. put it out there man like it's it's so, it's so important bro i feel like and that's the thing man like even if nobody is going to benefit bro from anything that i put out i benefit from it bro and for me mm. yeah that's huge bro 100 you know, like 
I have my sense of accomplishment for doing every single episode, like, I'm happy. Yeah. That, see, that, I don't think a very small amount of people have that. Mm. Um, I'm going to say it like this. I don't think you can teach that either. Yeah, from what no, I've hard. known, there's I the only other person I know that's like that. I work with them. I work with yeah. them. Yeah, with them. Yeah, like I will work with anyone else that kind of thinks like that. But yeah, if you don't gain financially, you should be gaining elsewhere, benefiting your skill set, or yeah, furthering man. your skill set, um, widening your network. It's a very big one as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but dude, end of the day, yeah, that self satisfaction of creating that product start to end and releasing it. That's an, that honestly, every bakery runs episode doing that is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, else man. is a bonus. Like I said, haven't made a cent. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that like yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I'm not not in a rush to make money as well off of it. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I really enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. You know, sharing their stories and like all those sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, man. Like I'm just I'm just keep doing our. You know, just keep doing uh <laughs> what I do and you know just keep keeps me happy, man. And, sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy task, you know, keeping up with, you know, like, obviously you have your jobs and you have this, that, whatnot, and, you know, to do this and like, you know, back to what we were saying about post-production, you know, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of time, but, um, you know, you really got to have that drive. Yeah. If you want to, you know, yep. but anyway, man, it's like, for, we, we can keep, we can get going on well, uh, brother, I just want to say thank you very much for your time today for coming and doing this podcast with us. Um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to the stuff that you're going to work on, the music videos that you're going to release this, um, the whole one take um, short thing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Should be awesome. Um, yeah, and definitely looking forward to the next season of the Bakery Runs um, and also all this other stuff that you have on the side. I wish you nothing but success, brother. And I'm sure. very sure this is not going to be the last time that we'll be doing a podcast For together, sure, man. man. For sure. Well, thank you, brother. It's good. All right, guys. Uh, for those who've stayed on, thank you very much for watching and uh, I'll see you on the next one. Boom. Hey, guys. Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon.